More Twitter files are released, and these might be the most damning at all, of of, of all. But uh, again, they released more Twitter files today, and I haven't read about them, so we'll see what's damning and what's not. Karen Jean-Pierre continues to make an ass out of herself, but honestly, is it her fault? And let's listen to what celebrities think about people who are unvaccinated. With that, I've got a huge announcement. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I know I sound like crap. Uh, Luckily... I don't feel as bad as I sound, so it's not that big deal. I I thought I'd go for it. Um, I may not be doing a podcast till after the holidays because I've got some plans coming. I have to figure out where those plans stand. So, and I've got some huge news coming. So, just listen. You're going to have to go through the entire half hour before you find out what's going on. So, let's get to our first story. Uh. To say that the border is a mess would be probably one of the greatest understatements in American history. Probably. I would think that there are some things we could say that would be worse. But let's go over what's happening on the border. Currently, there are 8,000 people crossing a day. Title 42 is supposed to end soon. And we're talking by tomorrow night. Um... They're expecting, the Border Patrol is expecting 18,000 migrants a day to cross over. As a matter of fact, right now, there are 50,000 potentially illegal aliens waiting on the border, on the Mexican side of the border, so that when Title 42 ends, they'll just start crossing. Now, the question you might be asking is, um, how do these guys know all of this crap? These are people that live in huts. These are people that live in a third... I don't know. You you tell me. El Paso is in such bad shape. Oscar Leiser, the Democratic, Democratic mayor of El Paso, Texas, declared a state of emergency on Saturday in anticipation that Title 18 was going to end. Title 42 was going to end. Illegal aliens are being released, but... Here's the problem they're having. There's nowhere to go. Families are sleeping in the streets right now. And by the way, what's the temperature in Texas? It's 30 degrees. That's less than freezing. People are being set on the floors of the El Paso International Airport right now. Nobody's reporting this, by the way except for Fox News, who got this information from a Canadian news source. Governor Greg Abbott has started to rebuild the wall that was promised by Trump. He is putting up train containers on the border on El Paso to slow these people down, by the way, with barbed wire. It's not clear if he has, well, it is kind of clear, He has the legal authority to do this, but he doesn't care. It's it's going to be an interesting court case. Good news, sort of. Chief Justice Roberts of the Supreme Court put a halt to the ending of Title 42. He wants the Biden administration to say, okay, what plans do you have to stop 
this invasion at the border. He has till 5 o'clock, I think today, to come up with a plan. It's either today or tomorrow. But the reality is Title 42 could be ended by tomorrow night, Wednesday night, at midnight. So, that's the news out there. But let's talk about Karen Jean-Pierre. Because she is the, believe it or not, Joe Biden is on a lid right now, which means he's not going to talk, he's not going to appear. He has shut himself down right now. So yesterday, Karen Jean-Pierre got in front of the press. She's the press secretary. She's a terrible press secretary. But the reality is, she fills the boxes. She's gay and she's black. So that makes her awesome, according to the Biden administration. Here she is being asked a question about the El Paso's mayor, a Democrat mayor, declaring a state of emergency. Uh, El Paso's Democratic mayor has declared a, a state of emergency, and he said that he would only do that when he felt he could no longer keep his community or the asylum seekers safe. He's saying that that time is now ahead of Title 42 expiring. Um, what is the White House response to that? So look, we have, uh, from day one, President Biden has taken steps to reduce disorderly migration while expanding legal pathways uh, for orderly migration. First off, you can only hear it. You can't see it. But this was a prepared answer. She was actually reading out of her binder there. They knew this was going to come up. And that's the best answer they could come up with. And no, the Biden administration has done nothing at the border. In fact, they have avoided the border like it was made out of poison ivy. Here she is giving the press at here she is giving the press the administration solution for fixing the crisis. And it's less than palatable. Let's listen. What's the plan after that to work with Congress to address this issue? Like beyond, yeah. beyond. Look, we have, I mean, Ed, we have from day one have asked Congress to help us with this issue, right? By putting forward the immigration reform bill. That's on day one that the president uh, had requested that, had asked that. That's to deal with uh, modernizing uh, the immigration, this broken immigration system that we currently have, and also to really protect uh, our DACA recipients and do so much more. And so we have we have reached out. We've done outreach to Congress. We have asked them, and by by acting, again putting forth uh, this uh, this uh, in, this piece of and legislation. In virtually no change in immigration policy with Democrats well, in charge. Mean, so well, that's, I, how's I, it going to get I, any easier when Republicans well, I, are in charge? I, I, look. Again, we are, we've asked for the $3.5 billion. We're going to continue to ask Congress to, to assist in helping with, especially congressional Republicans, uh, to help us with what's going at the, at the border, if they, they are indeed serious about doing that. What the Biden administration wants in the end is amnesty and with no protections on the border. She's blaming Republicans, and they have no power. We don't have a majority in the Senate. We don't have a majority in the House. And we don't control the presidency. Even the reporter, who, by the way, is not a Fox News reporter, calls her out. How is granting amnesty going to fix illegal immigration? Like people crossing the border. Well, it's not. And we know that already. 
This has been tried by Ronald Reagan in 1986, and it was a disaster, where he sat back and said, hey, let's just legalize everybody. And what happened? A push of illegal immigration. That's what's happening now. Listen, all they want is they want everybody to come over. It's the great replacement theory in practice. They want illegal immigrants replacing Americans. That's what they want. Because they think it's going to be a new voter base. So, okay, well, it's very frustrating to listen to her. Because she just goes in circles. She, she says, they ask her, hey, hey, this isn't working. What are you going to do about it? Well, it's the Republicans' fault. She continually goes out and blames somebody else for this crap. Here she is getting into a tussle with a reporter about canceling Title 42. The reporter actually makes a pretty good point here. Listen. We remain. We remained under a court order to lift Title 42. That is a court order. That, that is a court order that is telling us to lift Title 42, and we're going to comply because we follow the rule of law. But the administration that is, sought to lift. That it. is, but it is a court order. But that is that started by you guys. It was a court order that has been provided to us, and so now we have to comply. And that is, we have to comply by December 21st. It is. It is a law so that is. You don't support court lifting. What I'm saying is that the, I, what I'm saying that it is a court order that has been presented to us that we are going to comply with. Okay, she got called out. The Biden administration wanted to end Title 42. They took it to court. They want open borders, and that's what this reporter from Fox News is basically admitting. This again, the Great Replacement Theory is coming true. And I'm not saying that because I'm a racist. I'm saying that because that's what Chuck Schumer said two weeks ago. We need to, hey, we're not breeding enough in this country. We need to bring in people who will work. It's a theory, a conspiracy theory that is actually happening. Here's the problem the Biden administration has. People don't like illegal immigration. So what does the Biden administration do? They just lie. Nothing to see here. Everything is fine. And here's KGP basically saying, hey, not an issue here. As a matter of fact, if you question what we're doing, you're helping the cartels. Yeah, demonization always seems to work for Democrats, except it's not working for Democrats. Listen. A number uh, for you at this time. What I can say is that we know smugglers uh, will try to spread misinformation to take advantage of these vulnerable uh, migrants. But I want to be very clear here. Uh, the fact is that the removal of Title 42 does not mean the border is open. Uh, anyone who suggests otherwise is simply doing the work of these smugglers who, again, are spreading misinformation and which are which is very dangerous. When Title 42 goes away, as we are... Uh, as we have to do because of a court order, which is on Wednesday, as all of you know, we will go back to Title VIII, uh, which allows a process to make sure that people can make their asylum claims heard. Uh, those who do not have a legal... Hear that? 
If I say that there's a problem at the border, I'm lying on behalf of the drug cartels, demonizing people. I'm probably also a Nazi, a racist, a bigot, a homophobe, a transphobe, a xenophobe, and I probably kick puppies. This is what they do. It's all about lying. And she does it again later in the press conference. And it, again, not from a Fox News reporter. Listen. But again, plain English to migrants who might be thinking about it, what should they do after Wednesday? I, I just laid that really clear. It, it, it would be wrong to think that the border is open. It is not open. And I just want to be very, very clear about that. You. Yeah. No. This is all BS. The border is wide open. You can talk to my illegal aliens that are trying to cross the border. They'll tell you it's wide open. So, this is what this presidency does. They just lie, and they figure you will accept it. Here's the problem they're having. Um, it, when Title 42 goes down, probably tomorrow night at midnight, um, yeah, they're going to have to explain the pictures we see. So, okay. Hey, you know, no one has visited the border. Not Biden, not Harris, or any Democrat. Even AOC didn't go down and cry in front of an empty parking lot because Trump wasn't, isn't president right now. If there's no border crisis, here's a question I have for you. Wouldn't it be a good thing to go to the border, have a, have a photo shoot, and show there's no crisis down there? There are no illegal aliens? Wouldn't that be a great photo shoot? Joe Biden goes down there to an empty border patrol station or the streets of uh, El Paso or the El Paso airport and show, yeah, it's not a problem. It's all BS lie. I wonder why they won't do that. Well, here's the thing. She wasn't done. Um, the January 6th committee met for the last time before they break up and then everybody has to leave. I think half the January 6th committee has been kicked out of office, right, or retired. And so they met and they finally decided to file charges against Trump. Of course they did. You knew they had to. So... These are the charges. Obstructing official proceeding. Um, I guess he refused to testify and recommended that no one else testify, so that's obstruction. Conspir conspiring to defraud the United States. I'm not sure what that is. Conspiring to make false statements to federal government. He never testified, so I'm not exactly sure where the false statements are. And inciting insurrection. Now, the only one that really could be a problem for Trump, and it's honestly, it's really not a problem, is the obstruction. Because obstruction is kind of broad, okay? But it's not broad enough. It's probably not going anywhere. None of this is going anywhere. So they sent these this report to the DOJ and the reality is the DOJ is probably going to do nothing here. Um, they're just going to ignore it. As a matter of fact, they're not even required to acknowledge it. 
because the DOJ is under the president. But KGP had something to say about it. The hyperbole is strong in this one. Listen to what she had to say about it. So I'll first say, and you've heard me say this many times, and the president as well, uh, we've been very clear from the beginning that what we saw on January 6th was the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. And uh, the president has been very clear. Our democracy continues and remains under threat, and we all have a, have a part to protect it. Uh, the committee has been doing important bipartisan work to get to the truth of what happened on that very day, so we can we can make so we can make sure that that doesn't happen uh, again. So I'll leave it there. Okay, so let me get this straight. I'm not a smart man, and maybe you can just leave a note in the comments here. But January 6th was more of a threat to the democracy since the Civil War. So. January 6th was more of a threat to democracy than, let's just say, the assassination of Abraham Lincoln, the Jim Crow laws, World War One, the Depression, the attack on Pearl Harbor, World War II, the Korean War, which left 40,000 Americans dead, the Vietnam War, which left 58,000 Americans dead, the assassination of John F. Kennedy, the assassination of Robert F. Kennedy, the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr., the corruption of the Nixon administration, the U.S. hostages held in Iran, the 9-11 terrorist attacks, the 1993 terrorist attacks, the war in Afghanistan and Iraq, the COVID pandemic, the 2020 BLM riots, and the Dodgers losing to Astros because the Astros cheated. Those are all less important than the January 6th attacks that left one person dead who happened to be a Trump supporter. That was the most, left about a million and a half dollars of damage. That was more of an attack on democracy than anything I mentioned. This is pure fear-mongering. The only people that believe this are leftists. My advice to leftists is that they learn a history book because we have had a lot of threats to our democracy and January 6th was not one of them. Okay, let's get to the story. Oh, this is great. The Twitter files are being released at a really rapid pace. There have been six until yesterday. Nothing to this point has shown that Twitter did anything illegal or that the FBI did anything illegal. Just a slanted executive management that has been influenced by the FBI. Um, installment 7, which came out yesterday, might blow that out of the water. It was dropped last night by former Cal California gubernatorial candidate Michael Schellenberger. He's not a right-wing guy. In fact, he's a climate activist, but he does something really weird, Michael Schellenberger does. He uses reason. You need to read the two books he's released, Apocalypse Never, which talks about the climate crisis, and San Francisco, which talks about the homeless and mental health crisis in San Francisco. Mind you, this is not a right-wing guy. Okay? Okay. 
So let's get back to the story because I want you to read those books. Uh, According to the Daily Wire, previous editions of the project revealed by independent journalists based on emails and other internal documents provided by Twitter CEO Elon Musk have shown that the federal law enforcement policied, policed content on the platform and asked executives to remove certain posts, even before the New York Post released the now infamous October 2020 article, which included evidence that Hunter Biden introduced his father to a Ukrainian businessman. FBI officials pressured Twitter management to censor the story. Indeed, there existed Quote, an organized effort to representatives of the intelligence community, end quote, aimed at, quote, senior executives at news and social media companies, end quote, to, quote, leaked information about Hunter Biden before and after it was published, end quote, according to the independent journalist Michael Schellenberger. The FBI also paid Twitter more than, this is big, $3.4 million for the, quote, legal process response, end quote, apparently referencing the time Twitter executives spent coordinating the agency. Per the late Sam Kinison, the greatest comedian and possibly the greatest orator of our modern times, oh, oh, This is huge. (coughs) I'm sorry. My illness is really affecting me here. This is absolutely gigantic. Now, to this point, to this point, all the Twitter files have not shown anything illegal. They've shown crap that was unethical. They've shown crap that was biased. But nothing was illegal. Okay? It was we were all good here. Now this is illegal. This shows collusion. This shows that Twitter was quite possibly a government agency, a government contractor. When they start paying, yeah, that shows government involvement. By the way, that $3.4 million, that wasn't money that the FBI just had sitting in a vault someplace. That's taxpayer money. Even the huge Twitter villain, Yulian Roth, was uncomfortable with what the FBI was asking. Now, here's some bad news. Here's some good news. Um, Twitter files are released today. They have more. I haven't read it. This involves the Pentagon. Do you realize we haven't even gotten to COVID yet? COVID misinformation? Absolutely incredible. And by the way, Twitter was never, Twitter was really bad. Um, YouTube was worse, is worse. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. More to come. I'm definitely going to be talking about this before the end of the week, before the Christmas break. Okay, so let's get, I got to skip this story. Let's get to this. 
So it's that time of year again. That means the flu and COVID are, and colds are running through the population. The left, of course, will take every opportunity to control the population when you have things like a cold. This should be nothing new. You should have gotten used to this over the last three years. I know my voice is falling. That's my big announcement. My voice is, is going straight to hell in a handbasket. What's funny is that the left keeps trotting out celebrities to convince us to get vaccinated with something that is not necessarily, doesn't necessarily work. And they continue to do it. So here's Sean Penn. He was on Extra, which is an American show. And he's asked about being vaccinated and getting people vaccinated. Here's what he has to say. Listen. Incredible. Now, separate and aside from, from this project, you guys have been really busy. I mean, Sean, you've, you've been, you know, working tirelessly with, you know, helping on COVID testing, vaccination sites. What goes through your mind when you hear a lot of the anti-vaccine rhetoric? Um, it, it's, it's a cowardice of conviction. I, I think that it is an unwillingness to engage in a culture of common sense uh, that at this point, it seems criminal to me, actually. I, I really feel that, um, that, that, that if someone chooses not to be vaccinated, that they should choose to stay home, not go to work, not have a job. These are, you know, as, as long as we're all paying for these streets, we got to ride safely on them. And so I'm just hopeful that the mindset will change. And it started, we know that it's, this really started with leadership voids. And now I think that there are some examples of leadership that are being helpful with it. Uh, but we really got to get everyone else, every, every, everybody on the same page. And I think the CDC should be much more clear. Okay, in this statement, there's so much idiocy, yet it's presented very intelligently. The problem I have, the major idiocy I have with statements like this is why leftists feel the need to insult people and they think that's going to convince them to do what they want. That never seems to work. And it hasn't worked. We've seen it hasn't worked. Okay, let's get to it cowardice of conviction and i put that in stare, uh, scare quotes because that's what he said last i checked i'm not afraid of covid i don't think it's going to kill me he's the one that's scared that's why he's taken 38 freaking shots i got the covid shots in the beginning and i realized yeah they're not saving me and the whole common sense thing in square quotes amazes me. I got COVID shots. I have caught COVID twice. No. Here's my big announcement. I have COVID for the third time. I had Alpha. I had Delta. Now I have Omicron. It seems to me the common sense thing here, and I put that in square, scare quotes, is that you're going to catch COVID whether you like it or not, no matter what, you, what experimental vaccine you stick into your body. 
Am I saying don't get, by the way, just to make people happy, am I saying don't ever get the shot? No, I, I, I'm not saying that at all. I've gotten the shots. I won't get the boosters because it hasn't prevented me from getting COVID. I got COVID. I've had COVID three times. I got COVID twice after the vaccine. I am saying if you have comorbidities, if you're older, yeah, you should probably get the shot. It's not going to hurt. This is the big problem the left has. If you And this is a problem they have when they start talking to you. If you do not believe what they believe, you are a criminal. You should not be part of society. You should not be allowed to work. You should not be able to survive. You should die or go to prison. That's what he's saying here. Of course, his leadership comments, he was blaming Donald Trump. Hey, we didn't have leadership before. Now we do. Joe Biden's doing a great job. Here's a story. Here's something you just a lot of people don't get. Donald Trump came up with the vaccines. More people have died under Joe Biden of COVID than they died under Donald Trump. Yeah, bring that up. Donald Trump invent was his administration pushed for the invention of the vaccines. Joe Biden didn't do anything. Yet he's the big freaking leader. But it isn't just Sean Penn. I mean, I got to be honest with you, Sean Penn does speak in a political way where he doesn't necessarily say something really bad. He does, but he doesn't necessarily make it sound real bad. But he does. Let's listen to Gene Simmons, who is a has-been heavy metal bassist from the group KISS, which hasn't released a good album in 30 years. And by the way, Sean Penn looks like crap. Gene Simmons seriously needs to get rid of the wig, admit he's bald, take off the wig, take off the glasses, go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and just look at the film of this. Okay. He goes to more extremes. Let's listen to him. So get over yourself. We're not concerned if you agree with it or not. We're concerned about you making us sick. So no. get your goddamn COVID shot it's a good point. and prevent and other people from getting your stuff. It's a good point. And we're, we're having a debate this morning about that very thing, really. A debate about whether mask wearing should be returned to be mandatory here in the UK. Restrictions have been lifted. And I understand you even suggest people who come to your concerts wear them for their own protection. We are doing the KISS cruise shortly, and you will not be able to get on the cruise unless you're vaccinated. Look, before you go to school, you have to have your children get the flu vaccine and the polio vaccine, and there's no discussion. And, you know, what about my rights? Well, you don't have as many rights as you think. When you get up to a red light, you must stop. There's no choice. It's because it's not about you. It's about the other innocent people going by. 
So get over yourself. Even you, you get in your car, you must put on a seatbelt. Well, you're taking away my rights and the government's telling me what to do. That's right. The government is telling you what to do. Shut up. Be respectful of other people and get a vaccine. Put on your seatbelt. Stop at the red light. Stop being selfish. Okay, there's so much here. It's not even funny. Okay, he lets the cat out of the bag. Get your shots so we don't get sick. He's scared of getting sick. He doesn't give a damn if you get sick. He's the coward. He's afraid he'll get sick and die. Maybe he should have worried about that when he was sucking down all that heroin when he was a kid. I don't know if he did that. I know he did a lot of drugs. Okay. I know he smokes. No matter how much he cusses in this whole thing, get your GD shot. Uh, well, I got news for you. You don't sound any braver. You can sit back and act like a tough guy. You sound like a freaking coward. That's what he sounds like. And here's the other point that a lot of people like me will bring up. It's not my responsibility if you get sick. I can't tell if I've got, like right now I have COVID. So I'm staying away from everybody. Okay. And by the way, I should be doing that with the flu. I should be doing that with a cold. But the reality of the matter is, um, outside of that, there's nothing I can do. I got to know I'm sick. And I took my test three days into my illness. You're just not going to know. And it's not my responsibility for worrying whether you get sick or not. Especially if I, right now, yeah, if I go out there, just like if I have HIV and I have sex with someone, yeah, I, I know I have HIV, same thing with, with this illness. So basically what he's saying is, I'm a big coward, I don't want to get sick, and you need to get it vaccinated. So I can feel better that I'm not going to get sick. By the way, I'm vaccinated. I've had um, I've had the virus. I've had Alpha, Delta, and Omicron. So obviously, the vaccines don't work. Okay, I'm not saying don't get the vaccine. I'm saying they haven't worked. By the way, speaking of the vaccines, speaking of masking, because he sat back and said, "Oh, we all got to wear masks forever. Mandate masks." There is not there is not one study about the efficacy of vaccines. That's positive, by the way. There are studies that say, yeah, they have heart complications, stroke complications, things like that. And there is not one study, except from Sweden, that say masks don't work. There are no studies. The CDC, the WHO, who he keeps pointing to have never released a study about the efficacy of the vaccines or the masks. Never happened. If there is a study, send it to me, because there are no studies. His claiming that people should wear masks at his concerts or on his cruise to protect us from COVID, us in scare quotes, it's to protect him from COVID. He doesn't give a shit if you get COVID. He doesn't want to catch it. 
you don't have this is the other thing that drives me crazy because this is something they always say quote you don't have as many rights as you think you do end quote because you have to stop your car at a traffic light this is the dumbest freaking argument anyone can make okay first off um driving isn't a right it's a privilege so you need to follow the rules to maintain your privileges this is the problem the left has they always conflate rights with privileges okay they always do that well if you want to drive down the street you you have to follow the road laws yeah but nowhere in the Constitution does it say you have a right to drive. It does say you have a right to, it's a First Amendment here. You can't force someone to get a vaccine. That's your right to religion, speech, whatever. And here's the one that really gets me. Shut up. Be respectful. Get vaxxed. No. I have to show people like this jerk-off respect, but he can piss on anyone who doesn't agree with him? How about this? No. No. I don't need to show you respect. The lack of self-awareness where we need to show this asshole respect but he doesn't have to show anyone respect is amazing to me. It's amazing to me. You don't want to get vaxxed? F you. You're a jerk off. You're an a-hole. You're everything. Show me respect. What? Respect isn't given. It's earned. And this guy doesn't get it. By the way, he doesn't want people to go to his concerts unmasked. He doesn't want people to go to his... <coughs> That's COVID, by the way. He doesn't want people to go to his cruise unvaxxed. Remember one thing. Go woke, go broke. And you, Gene Simmons, who's got a big tongue, good for you, is a has-been 80s and 70s heavy metalist, metal performer. No one gives an F about you. Good luck on those tours. Okay, I, I, I went long today. But I got one more story. You already know I have COVID. I'm already 30, I don't know how many minutes I'm into this. Screw it, let's go to this one. It's really simple. And I could be going to Legoland tomorrow, so I may not be able to do it tomorrow, but screw it, let's go. So, there is a point where leftists look for a reason to be woke. And it's so obvious that these people are trying to be woke, and it's so obvious why they are trying to be woke. So, according to the Daily Wire, Director Steven Spielberg said he regrets the impact of the iconic movie Jaws. 
head on the shark population. Jesus Christ. I already see this is just not going to be good. I'm sorry, Chad. I had to use the Lord's name in vain because I, I, I'm actually asking Jesus Christ to save these people. They're just so stupid. The 76-year-old Hollywood veteran made his feelings known during recent during a recent interview with the BBC podcast Desert Island Discs. Spielberg was 27 when he made Jaws in 1975 and said he looks back with mixed emotions on the popular movie. Quote, I truly and to this day regret the dissemination of the shark population because of the book and film. I really, truly regret that, quote, end quote, the filmmaker said. Quote, that's one of the things I still fear. Not to be eaten by a shark, but the sharks are somehow mad at me for the feeding frenzy of crazy sports fishermen that happened after 1975. Okay, um, that's the end of the article. This is pure virtue signaling. Probably because Spielberg's autobiography is out in theaters and it's not doing great. The Fablemans has been out a month and has only made $8.7 million. Now, in their defense, Rotten Tomatoes has it as fresh from both the theater goers and critics. And the truth is, I will probably want to see this movie. I just don't want to spend 16 bucks to see it or $100 to take Josie. But the truth is not in Spielberg's statement about how he killed a lot of sharks. Paul Cox, who was a shark conversationist, sat back and said, quote, the cases of shark population decline are clearly fisheries overfishing, not the movie. So there you have it. Maybe Spielberg's virtue signal will get more people in the seats which is what he's... I mean, you would have thought Jaws was almost 50 years ago. You would have thought he would have said this a long time ago. He didn't. He said it when he has a movie in the box offices right now, and it's not doing real well. How about this? People just don't want to see your crappy movie. It has nothing to do with Jaws. How about this? A lot of people like me actually do want to see the movie. I do want to see the movie. And I'll probably pay for it when it comes online. It's a lot cheaper than taking my fiance and her kids to a theater. Now I'm thinking to myself, you know what, F him. I, maybe I don't want to see the movie. So think about it. Okay, uh, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I'm sorry for my voice, but I have COVID. And Gene Simmons and Sean Penn are scared to death of me, which is kind of cool. Um, take care of yourself. I don't know if I'm going to have a podcast tomorrow, only because uh, my daughter wants to go to Legoland. I live, I think, maybe 10 minutes from Legoland. And I want to go with my grandkids. Of course, she has not responded to me having COVID, so we'll see how that works out. Guys, I love you. 
This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking.